you either bet big or go home. You gotta risk it to get the biscuit. Hi there, and welcome to Baseball by Design. I am SportsLogos.net minor league baseball correspondent Paul Caputo, broadcasting live, as always, from the Sunday Helmet Hall of Fame in my basement in Fort Collins, Colorado. Today, we're going to be talking about the AA Montgomery Biscuits in Montgomery, Alabama, one of the early goofy minor league baseball logos and mascots. Later on in this episode, I will be talking to actual pastry chef Elizabeth Myers of I Declare Pastry about what makes the perfect biscuit and why biscuits are the perfect baseball mascot. But first, I'm very happy to be joined right now by the general manager for the Montgomery Biscuits, Mike Murphy. Mike, thank you so much for being here. No, I appreciate you uh, you having us on and uh, talking about the Biscuits. Well, so I'm super excited to talk about this team because, it, first of all, it was the the AA affiliate of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays when, mm-hmm. when the team first debuted in 2004 after being the Orlando Rays previously. And in 2004, this, this identity, right, this was pretty revolutionary for a minor league baseball team to have – a biscuit, right? To have a, a confection, to have a baked good, you know, with with googly eyes and a and a butter tongue, be its 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 logo and its mascot. So there was there were some uh, you know other goofy you know minor league baseball logos out there, but this one took the cake. I'm not. I'm gonna try not to do too many baking <laughs> references, but uh, this was this was a pretty revolutionary dip into the the sort of wacky era of minor league baseball logos. So understanding that you you were not there with the team when this happened, do you have a sense for how how it was received when the Biscuits logo and nickname was was unveiled? Yeah, I've I've heard uh, a ton of different stories about it. So uh the story that I've heard the most is uh it was announced the team name was announced at a um kind of a downtown concert. It was always called Jubilee. Uh so there was a um I guess, you know, a, a few different bands that would go on, you know, the, I don't know if it was a summertime thing or what, but the ownership group at the time, you know, people knew minor league baseball was coming back into town and people were excited about it and people were really excited. You know, they're, they're building a ballpark right in the heart of downtown. The ballpark itself kind of revitalized downtown Montgomery. And uh, somebody got on stage and said, we will be called the Montgomery biscuits and the entire crowd went silent. <laughs> and it was just like, wait, are they serious? Like, are they good? And I think just like you, I mean, you've seen it with a ton of other logos. We've seen it recently. Um, you know, I, I worked with the uh, the Richmond Flying Squirrels at the time. They were going through this process in our league recently. The you know Rocket City Trash Pandas. Like you see this a lot in minor league baseball, um, where the name comes out first, and people mm-hmm. start thinking like, "What are they doing? Like, right. are they really going to call themselves the Biscuits?" And then you see the logo, yeah. and it's like, "Oh." I get it. Like this is, this is right. This is what it's supposed to be. This is fun. Kids look at this and they say, wow, it's awesome. That's so fun. Adults look at it and say, that's a really cool logo and hat Uh, that that's going to look great on a Jersey, the color scheme, whatever it might be. So just like minor league baseball in general has, has done a really good job of having that, um, you know, the name come out and people and make people question it honestly. And it gives it, it's kind of purposeful, you know, it gives somebody, it gives people something to talk about, uh, to say, did you hear that they're going to call the team, the biscuits? Like, can you believe they're going to call the team, the biscuits? And then you see the logo. Um, and you know, ever since, I mean, the, the Montgomery biscuits, you know, logos, hats, everything has been one of the more popular ones in my early, across my league baseball. And now, uh, going into the, the 19th year of the club, um, 
and it, it's still still a strong brand within minor league baseball. And like you said, it was kind of the first, I guess, you know, food that was that became a a mascot and became a a, a team identifier. And uh, since then, a lot of teams have come up. There was a huge trend, you know, over the last kind of five ten years of teams coming up with a food alternate identity. And that's something people are like, oh, like, are you guys thinking about that? Like, no, we're food identity every single day. You know, we come up with alternate identities for other things, but we are a food identity every single day. So it leads to a lot of different fun things we can do in the ballpark. Um, you know, we, we do a biscuit toss every night instead of, uh, you know, throwing T-shirts in the stands. We have a food cart that's dedicated 100% to biscuits. That um, we serve plain biscuits, we serve cheese biscuits, we serve uh, Nashville hot chicken biscuits, we serve sausage biscuits. You know, so like a ton of different things, but it all stems from the name and the logo first. First of all, now I'm hungry, and second of all, I'm wondering <laughs> how come biscuits aren't a more common concession item anyway. I mean, it seems like it's a perfect fit for you know for sandwiches and for just sort of snacky handheld food that you would have uh, at at a game. I love the notion. Can you tell me a little bit more about the fact that you are launching biscuits into the crowd? Like how big a deal is that? Are people getting in fights over these biscuits? Can a biscuit survive, you know, the the impact? How do you make a biscuit that survives the impact if someone doesn't catch it? I, yeah. I want to know more about the the biscuit launch here. Yeah, so um it's you know, the biscuits are wrapped in tin foil and uh whenever I first got here in 18, this was something that had been going on for a while. Um, and I was like, this is the coolest thing. Like you see the crowd, like you say, people diving all over the place, trying to get a biscuit. Who knows how long these biscuits have been sitting down in the promo <laughs> area. You know, if you have a, a long inning and they're, they're sitting there for, you know, 35 minutes or so. But it, previously we would shoot them out of the t-shirt gun and, yeah. you know, load a biscuit in the t-shirt gun, shoot it up in the stands. And every year in about July, our t-shirt gun would stop working. And so like, what is going on right now? Like, why is our, like, we can't figure out the CO2. We can't figure out whatever. And I'd send the t-shirt gun off to, to get fixed. I'm like, there's some sort of like substance in here. Like, oh, I don't know what that could be. It must be like, whatever. Like, it, it's green. It's, it's butter from these biscuits that would leak in and kind of ruined our t-shirt gun. So we've oh, no. changed now. And, uh, you know, a, a new logo slash mascot that we came up with. Uh, was a baker. Um, we created a uh, a new. We did we did a thing where we did like the year of chicken, uh, where we created a bunch of different chicken concession items. But we created a new logo and a mascot that is a baker that looks like he's riding a chicken, and that is now who throws our biscuits in the stand. So like we we do it as a half inning. I don't know if you're if anybody's familiar with the uh, the Reading Fight and Fills. They have uh, the the wacky hot dog vendor that you know rides an ostrich, kind of. Our, our play on that idea, but it's the baker throwing biscuits in the crowd, you know, riding around on a on a chicken. The crazy hot dog vendor in Reading is obviously a, a classic and he's the foundation yeah. for for their logo, right? Like he's the right. reason they have an ostrich logo. This baker mascot of yours, is he replacing Big Mo or is he in addition to Big Mo? No, in, in addition to. Um, so, okay. you know, it was definitely something where we wanted to, um, you know, create as many different ballpark characters as possible. Yeah. Um, Big Mo, Big Mo is definitely a staple. Big Mo is a biscuit eating beast for those that aren't aware. Uh, I, the, the question that I get most often in, in my role as general manager, the question I've gotten more than anything else is what is Big Mo? Yeah. Um, and he, cause people think he's an elephant. People think he's, you know, a, an anteater. He's got a long snout. He's kind of like a reddish, almost like woolly mammoth color. And I tell people he's kind of a mix between 
the Cookie Monster and Alf. If if somebody's old enough oh. to remember Alf, um, Big Mo's got a little bit of a, a you know that reddish hair and that snout, kind of like Alf, but the personality of the Cookie Monster, where he's just eating every biscuit in sight. So that's our mascot. But yeah, the the baker and our rally chicken, um, you know, are are just an, an additional additional ballpark character. And like Zach, we call him the rally chicken because, you know, in the ninth inning, if the biscuits are down, we'll bring out the baker and the rally chicken one more time to get the crowd pumped up. And, uh, you know, we'll play some, some chicken sound effects and some fun videos on our video board and have them, you know, throw some more stuff in the crowd. This is the fan experience at a biscuits game just sounds amazing. I would have, I have always described big Mo as like an aardvark. Your description Mm -hmm. as cookie monster meets Alf. I think is perfect, right? Like that's a, that's yeah. a really fun, fun description for him here. So, I mean, it's funny to think about this, right? Cause we're talking about the sort of modern era of, of minor league baseball branding. The biscuits were, were avant-garde in 2004 when they came out with this brand. It's obviously been super well-received. It's been almost 20 years since right. this brand was unveiled. There's been sort of minor updates and sort of versions of it that have, have been new, new, you know, cap logos and that sort of thing. But it's all based on the same sort of illustration of the biscuit with the googly eyes and the hands and the butter tongue. Has there ever been talk? I mean, two decades for one for one brand in minor league baseball is a long time. Has there ever been talk of of certainly not rebranding? That would be tragic, but maybe updating no. the look or, or revisiting it, refreshing it in any way? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously, I mean, every year you kind of have these conversations of what can we do? Um, you know, how can we how can we adjust things? But when we get back to it, I mean, looking at the the core logo, the um, like you said, the biscuit with the googly eyes, it's great. But the whether it's the M with the biscuit kind of peering off the side, that's our cap logo, or the biscuits word mark that has that biscuit kind of peering through the B in biscuits that's on a lot of our jerseys and things. I think that is, um, you know, going to always be a staple. Um, obviously, you know, down the road, there might be some opportunities to, to upgrade just the artwork itself, mm-hmm. not change a logo, not to do anything, just, you know, kind of clean up things because now, like you said, it's 20 years old. So the, the technology in you know, logo creation and just design is a little bit better than it was. So maybe sure. there's, maybe there's an opportunity, but that's kind of the extent of it that we've looked at from the, you know, the original biscuit logo of like, making changes or anything like that any quote-unquote rebranding is not on the page it it is not in the playbook right now um but maybe a refresh of some sorts just to be able to do a little bit more with the logo absolutely well you mentioned that you've been with the team since 2018 and in that time you've had some really fun alternate brands including one and this i love when teams do this you you one of the alternate brands that you use the, the Greenbow Biscuits, and we'll talk about that mm-hmm. here in a second. The Greenbow Biscuits, you actually put that logo on an ice cream helmet. And I'm I'm a huge <laughs> ice cream helmet guy. So uh, I, I have uh, a few Biscuits ice cream helmets in my in my collection. And and that's one of them. The, the Greenbow Biscuits okay. being featured on an ice cream helmet is a... Is I was going to say, I have one sitting on my desk. If, you, if you're missing that one, I will uh, get it in the mail to you. But if you already have it, that's great. I appreciate that offer. Yeah, it's already it's sitting there in in the collection already. So, but I appreciate the offer. But the you know the Greenbow Biscuits was a really sort of a fun alternate brand that you took on that was really well received. First in 2018, right? It was the the first time you Correct. did that was in your first season there. So yeah, uh, and was, that was so that was a really fun thing to work on. Um, you know, we decided it, it was kind of a few different things that all came together. We were looking at doing 
uh, it was like the 25th anniversary of uh, Forrest Gump that year. Um, and we were looking, or 30th, I, I don't remember which anniversary it was, but it was one of the anniversaries for Forrest Gump. Um, and we were you know, going to do a promo night around that. And then we we're going to do a separate pro- promo night that was like a faux back night. Um, that was like, you know, what if the biscuits existed in like the 60s or 70s? Um, and then we just decided let's morph the two and let's create it of like, what if Forrest Gump had a baseball team in his hometown of Greenbow, Alabama, when he was growing up as a little kid? So like what what games would Forrest Gump have gone to? And of course, he would have gone to see the Biscuits, um, you know, Greenbow, a fictional town um, in Alabama. And it was like you said, very well received. We, um, you know, kind of looked at some of those, some of those logos of teams from uh, again, 60s, 70s eras. And, you know, especially being down here, you look at what the Alabama kind of logo was and what the Auburn logo was where, you know, it's the mascot that's kind of marching a little bit, a little bit like the old Mr. Met um, or the, or the Cincinnati Reds. uh, And we just removed the baseball from their head and replaced it with a biscuit. Um, so it, it's kind of got that feel to it. Um, and again, it was so popular that we said this has to be more than just a one-time thing. Um, so we, we did the Greenbow night itself as, as a one-off theme night and then um, kept the hat. And it, it has now become a, a hat. We actually created another jersey uh, that goes along every Wednesday. We have Military Wednesday. So we have a military kind of theme jersey where it's a Navy jersey with uh, kind of camo inside the lettering that we designed specifically to match that hat. Uh, Cause we said, you know, we can't just have this be a one-time thing. This is, this is too good of a logo. This is, you know, too, too popular of a hat to have it just be, you know, one and done. Uh, and it now it's, you know, part of our official collection and, you know, in the rotation um, every Wednesday. And I, I noted when I wrote the, uh, the article about this for sportslogos.net uh, back in 2018, that it was Brandios that created this, this, Correct. this alternate brand. I think the mm-hmm. the sort of faux back feeling of all that just I mean it came through just so great right like and it, there's a reason it was so well received and I'm so glad that it has has lived on uh you know past the uh, the initial sort of commemoration of the the anniversary of Forrest Gump so that one obviously ties in with your your existing identity the biscuit head instead of the baseball head on the character you know there's there's a there's a lot of ways to connect that to to the Montgomery biscuits of course but uh, another alternate you did, you mentioned that you're already a food-based identity, but you you also did on Korean Heritage Night, you played as kimchi. Was it just the Montgomery kimchi? Was that the name of the team? Yeah. Yes, the Montgomery kimchi. Um, and it, it, no, it, it wasn't just a coincidence that it was a food-related uh, item. Um, you know, that was kind of a part of the, of the planning process of it um, was, you know, as we're looking at it, you know, how do you highlight culture? How do you how do you, uh, you know, expand? And and in my opinion, I think food is always the gateway to culture. I mean, there's very little I know about a lot of cultures other than, hey, this is the food staple. I've had that, you know, I've, I've tried that food. Um, and that was kind of one of the things we wanted to do was, you know, let that be kind of the forefront of it and let that kind of be the piece that opened the door to art and dance and music and, and things like that in the Korean culture. And kimchi, for, for those that aren't aware, kimchi is um, a fermented cabbage, radish, carrot, like f- fermented vegetable food item in Korean culture. And it's a staple in their culture. And it's it's kind of a side item. Um, you know, it's something that's uh, on the table at pretty much every meal. And we we said, you know, in the South, biscuits are on the table at every meal. In, in Korean culture, 
kimchi's on the table with every meal. So let's go that way. And again, we worked with Brandios on this and, um, you know, they're, they're amazing at what they do. And they had the, the great idea of on the Jersey itself, on the front of the Jersey, um, it is uh, Korean, I guess, Korean lettering uh, for uh, Korean characters. Uh, it says Montgomery in, in English, and then it says kimchi in, in Korean. And the thought behind it was that when anybody sees that jersey, they have to ask, what is that? And, you know, and I, I thought that was a genius thing. It gives you a chance to talk about it a little bit more rather than just seeing seeing a logo or seeing whatever. So that's kind of the, the quote unquote word mark for it. it. It, again, forces people to ask, what is that? But then they created a character uh, for the hat logo that is a, um, you know, I guess kind of similar, similar to our biscuit logo where it's, you know, not quite googly eyes, a little bit more of a, of an aggressive looking, uh, kimchi pot with some, you know, cabbage coming out of the top of it. Um, and again, another thing that has been very well received, uh, across the country. Um, uh, but here in Montgomery, we have a, a very large Korean population. Um, and a lot of people always ask like, really, like, is that, is that true? And yes, um, Hyundai Motor Manufacturing of America is based, you know, a few miles away from our ballpark. Um, so we wanted to do something that could, um, you know, help both in, in, I guess, kind of a twofold way, help introduce Korean culture to our, you know, normal fan base, quote unquote, normal fan base, and also help introduce minor league baseball to our, our Korean population here in town. And so we kind of stole the, um, the blueprint from the the Copa identities that a lot of teams have done around minor league baseball and just put our own twist on it. And again, it has been something that has been uh, amazingly well, well received the logo itself um, and, and the, the theme nights uh, along with it have been great. And uh, something that we're going to do again this year for the third straight year. Well, it's a, I mean, it's a really fun logo. And it's a really fun brand. I've always said that, you know, one of my favorite things about learning about minor league baseball logos is that you learn about the country that we live in. And I, you know, you say people are surprised. I genuinely never knew that there was a significant Korean population in Montgomery, Alabama. When we covered this for sportslogos.net, we mentioned that it was in partnership with the Alabama Korean Education and Economic Partnership. Such a cool thing to, to, you know, for to be introduced to through minor league baseball. Right. And then obviously baseball is very popular in Korea as well. So that's sort of a a natural relationship there between the, the team and the community. So that's I, I, I'm a huge fan of that. I, that's uh, that's really cool. I guess a fun story about that, um, you know, talking about the, pop, you know, the popularity of Korean baseball. Um, so we started the process of creating that logo in, in 2019, like in you know the summer of 2019, planning to release it for 2020. Obviously, 2020, we didn't play a season. And we had a, a debate, uh, you know, it didn't last very long, but had a debate of, do we release this logo in the middle of like the pandemic lockdown? Because the only sports that are going on that was on TV at the time was Korean baseball. Mm. And it's like, we can, we can, maybe we can tie into that. Maybe we can get something. That's something we can do. And it was very short lived of like, but we don't know if we are going to get the product. We don't know if we're going to get, you know, anything in with people want to start buying t-shirts and hats and, you know, things like that. But uh, we don't know when we're going to play it. So we just decided to to sit on that uh, for one more year and um, it, it honestly, it helped a little bit um, from that standpoint because we were able to have more conversations with AKEEP. Um, you mentioned the Alabama Korea Education and Economic Partnership, AKEEP, um, about what they do, how they're helping with students. They, they're very involved with the school systems here, teaching Korean as a second language or English as a second language to Korean speakers. 
um, being able to understand a little bit more of the culture and being able to build it more than just, mm -hmm. hey, here's a logo. And yeah. I think that's the important thing for any of those that we've done. Um, you know, we have certainly done things that are like, hey, here's a logo. But being able to have that backstory to it, um, whether it's the the Greenbow, uh, we call him Gumpy, uh, is is the Greenbow guy. Um, so whether it's Gumpy or or our you know our chicken and baker mascot or the kimchi mascot, there's there's a little bit more of a story behind them. Absolutely, and those stories are what make this brand so much fun. All the all the various aspects of it. I guess I have to ask, has anyone ever thought to try to put kimchi, which is an acquired taste to be sure. It's a strong flavor yeah. of Korean food. Has anyone ever thought to put kimchi on a biscuit? So that's not one of the things that we have done. So we partnered with uh, Puma One um, and there it's Nasoya Foods. You'd probably recognize the logo if you saw it there. Um, the number one producer of kimchi in the country. Uh, it's a Korean based brand, but they are uh, they have a California operation. When we released the kimchi logo, they immediately contacted us and were like, we want to be a part of this. Hmm. And we're like, okay, how? And they came and they did tastings. They We, we created some kimchi uh, menu items in the ballpark. And one of the ones that their chef uh, that uh, came up with was kimchi nachos. And it wow. was kimchi on top. It was nachos, nacho cheese, kimchi, bacon, and chives. And it is phenomenal. Um, and that's something that, uh, you know, when we have our Korean heritage nights, that's always been a staple. They also had a kimchi relish um, that was really, really good. It's almost like a, a little kind of sweet and spicy flavor to it um, that we put on hot dogs and hamburgers uh, and put regular kimchi on, on a lot of stuff. But I don't know that anybody actually put it on a biscuit but maybe hey we'll, we'll wait for 2023 uh we'll, we'll have kimchi biscuits awesome mike this has been so much fun there's so many layers to this brand it's so much fun to talk about i so appreciate you coming on and 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 chatting with me about it and educating me on everything that you have going on i i just have one more question i have to ask you what's your favorite way to consume a biscuit what do you like best on a biscuit um, I'm a big bacon, egg and cheese biscuit guy, you know, breakfast biscuits are always good, but we have, um, like I said, we have a biscuit in the ballpark that is a, a Nashville hot chicken. So it's kind of, you know, slathered in, in hot sauce. Uh, it's a really large chicken. That one might, might take the cake. So the, the chicken on a biscuit is, is always a, always a good play. I should never have done this interview before lunch. That was a huge <laughs> yeah. mistake on my part. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. So you pointed out in our sort of pre-conversation here that uh, one of your logos has a biscuit with bacon on it. Obviously, you know, bacon in minor league baseball logos is uh, is, yeah. is pretty popular. You've got uh, Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs are doing that and, you know, the yeah. bacon bacon and uh, collegiate summer level. But yours obviously is bacon on a biscuit. So that's a fun version of, of one of your logos. We talked about, kimchi gumpy the biscuit and bacon are there any other food any other consumables that you guys have going on with with your branding yeah i mean it's it's not i guess not quote unquote a biscuit uh brand it's not something you're going to see on a uniform or a hat um but we do have plenty of t-shirts in, in our in our merchandise store but we uh we partnered with the the local local brewery down the street from us called common bond brewing and created a beer um called crafty lefty so left kind of nice. the, the play on uh, play on a left-handed pitcher um, and, you know, craft beer. And it's a uh, it's a lemon shandy. Um, it, it is a very, very great beer to drink on a hot day in, in Montgomery, Alabama, which we have plenty of those hot days in Montgomery, Alabama. 
Um, but we kind of created this logo. We again worked with Brandios on this project. Um, they're phenomenal to work with, but the can itself is kind of like a baseball card. So uh, on the front side of the can, it's a, an image of uh, a player that is throwing lemons, a left-handed pitcher that looks like he's throwing lemons. Um, and, you know, actually sent them some photos of like, Hey, here's, here's kind of what we're thinking of like a quote unquote crafty lefty. And we had a pitcher that year, uh, that was a left-handed pitcher that was definitely a crafty left-handed pitcher, like got a lot of outs, but he wore rec specs. Like while he was, you know, he wore like the Oakley specs while he was, and, um, so what we did, we took the logo from the brewery, which it's almost kind of an infinity sign is what common bonds logo looks like and turn that into the glasses on the character. So it's kind of like one of those like little Easter eggs in the can, uh, in the can design where you can kind of look at that and like, Oh, that is this logo. That is a biscuits Jersey that is, you know, the baseballs are lemons. Um, and then on the back side of it, it looks like the back of a, of a player card where it has kind of the stats of the beer of, you know, Hey, here's, here's the flavor profile, here's the alcohol by volume, here's, uh, you know, the, the hops and, and whatever that's in it. And here's kind of the story of it's a great beer to drink, whether, you know, you're at the ballpark, you're at, you know, in your backyard or you're just hanging out. Um, but it's, it's be, it, it is again, another really fun logo uh, that we came up with um, and, and has been a pretty popular thing from a merchandise standpoint for us. Um, and the beer itself is popular within our ballpark. I feel like I have a lot of research projects now to, you know, go find <laughs> these awesome things that you guys are working on online. So, and another reason to get to a game in Montgomery, Alabama, for sure. It's, Mike, thank you so much. This is great. Where can people find you on social media? Yeah. Biscuit uh, at biscuit baseball is our, our Twitter handle. Uh, myself is, is Murph Roch um, at Murph Roch on Twitter. Um, so yeah, any, anything there, uh, but yeah, follow along at biscuit baseball, biscuitsbaseball.com. You can see all these logos and see what we're talking about. I'll obviously share all of that online in the show notes and uh, on social media when this episode goes up. Mike, thank you so much. This has been a this has been a blast for me. Thank you so much. Absolutely, I appreciate the time. All right, everyone, welcome back. I have to admit that this is this live in person interview is uh, a little bit self serving, uh, almost literally. I am here in Fort Collins, Colorado, my hometown of Fort Collins, Colorado, but rather than being in the Sunday Helmet Hall of Fame, where I normally broadcast from, I am in the the national headquarters, sure. uh, the national headquarters of I Declare Pastry, that is D apostrophe Eclair Pastries, with head chef, CEO, founder, owner, lead pastry creator, Elizabeth Myers. Elizabeth! Yeah. Thank you for talking to me about biscuits. It Uh, is my pleasure. We are sitting here, and so when I say this is self-serving, we are sitting here next to a tray of your delicious biscuits, which I will refrain from eating while we're talking, but the aroma of these biscuits is is wafting in our direction, which is why we're doing this interview in person in the immediate aftermath of a significant snowstorm in here in, in Fort Collins. So yeah. we, 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 we drove here. I drove here to make this happen on at the tail end of your, your baking day. So, so thank you for coming out and talking or no, thank you for staying here <laughs> long <laughs> enough for me to come here and talk to you about, uh, about biscuits. Well, I did come out today because apparently all the kids did not have to go to school. Right. You have been here baking all day. I'm seeing evidence yeah. of all the things that you've been baking. Not the least of which is this tray of biscuits. Indeed, yeah. It's, this was a really good excuse for me to make something that we don't make here every day. 
Well, so tell me about about the biscuits. I'm looking at them. They're glistening a buttery glow right now. (laughs) They look amazing. What makes the perfect biscuit? Well, in my uneducated opinion, coming from North Dakota, (laughs) I do not have, you know, a lifelong love of biscuits, I suppose. The, The biscuits I knew growing up probably came from KFC, which is kind of... A little bit sad to think about now. Yeah, those are mostly sure. plastic, I think, yeah, right? I'm not <laughs> sure what's in those biscuits. It's probably not a whole bunch of butter like what's in these biscuits. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I did a little bit of reading. And um, what makes a good biscuit, I would say, is plenty of butter. Um, for me, butter is key as the fat in most baked goods. It has flavor, um, tenderness, provides some rise. And, I mean... Given the choice of butter and something else, wouldn't you just always choose butter? I think butter. Well, so is there controversy <laughs> over this? Is there disagreement about, uh, you know, you say you're from North Dakota, and so I'm not sure. I guess southern bi- biscuits are a, a southern delicacy, and which is why right. a team in Montgomery, Alabama, would have biscuits as their mascot. But is there is there disagreement? Is there is Are there regional differences in, in what you might find in certain biscuits? You know, I don't know if it breaks down by region or if it's more of a um, family tradition, but I know some bakers like to do a little bit of shortening in their biscuit along with butter. Um, and, you know, I understand shortening can have its place. It's going to make the biscuit taller and fluffier. It's going to hold its shape a little bit better when it bakes. Um, it's going to stay softer longer if your biscuit happens to hang around for more than, you know, 20 minutes after it comes out of the oven. Um, but shortening doesn't have any flavor. And shortening, to me, is not really something I want to put in my, in my baked goods too much because I think it just lends fat without lending any flavor. And if I'm going to have the fat, I want it to at least taste good. Hence the butter. <laughs> Hence the butter. Hence so the these butter. are 100% butter and buttermilk. Amazing. So what is your favorite thing to put on a biscuit after you've made it? Oh, boy. Um, All right, we'll start We'll start simple. Sweet or savory? I I have a sweet tooth as okay. probably is not going to come as a surprise to you. You're a pastry chef. You. And most of the stuff that you make is we're looking at some chocolate peanut butter stuff. We're looking at some things that look like like fancy. Yeah, so we call them jam tarts. Jam tarts. They look um, like Pop-Tarts. They look like Pop-Tarts, but with real ingredients. And so we do make all of our jam fillings for our pastries here. So if I was going to put something on a biscuit, I would probably grab a big old spoonful of our strawberry jam Mm -hmm. or maybe the spiced apple, maybe a pat of butter. I keep doing these interviews when I'm (laughs) hungry. It's a a real mistake. Uh, You know, so the Montgomery biscuits, obviously, they serve biscuits at their ballpark. And we we just talked about this. Mike Murphy and I from the team and I, we just talked about this. They serve them at the ballpark, which seems kind of genius. Looking at these here now, they're they're handheld, they're you know sort of snack size. Why are biscuits not a more popular ballpark concession food? I think people have just been too close-minded. Yeah. I mean, honestly, why wouldn't they be? I mean, you've got nachos, right? Sure. Kind of a similar concept. You yeah. Could put a lot of the same things on a biscuit: some cheese, some type of meat, bacon, something. Um, serve it in one of those little handy-dandy paper carriers they put nachos in. And I hear, I, I thought you were about to start really 
speaking my language on this, I thought you were going to suggest serving it in a, in a plastic helmet. Well, I mean, that is a great idea, too. Why not? See, now we're going to be rich. <laughs> I think we're going to be rich from this idea here. Um, okay. So one of the things I like to do on this podcast when we talk about mascots and we talk about the things that make mascots appropriate for for a baseball team and you know why you know what 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 a, an opposing player might be intimidated by when they come and they, you know mm-hmm. if you're the bear or the cougar or the you know whatever I mean, whatever mascot you might see on a sports team obviously biscuits is not a common sports nickname what is it about biscuits what are the qualities of biscuits that make them intimidating as far as uh, as, as as far as being a sports mascot would be you know, I kind of think it's a genius approach because anybody can pick a scary animal, yeah. but you pick a soft, fluffy, unassuming biscuit and people are going to think, oh, no problem. I'm sure that this team is going to be a cinch to beat. And so they let their guard down. Maybe they start getting hungry, their heads aren't in the game, and then your biscuits swoop right in and... Take it away. All right. Okay. I, this was different from where I thought you were going to go with this. Uh, because, because my thinking on this was, you know, so you're thinking, you know, the other team's going to think they're a pushover and they're just going to let their guard down and, and, and the biscuits sweep in and, and, you know, take them by surprise. Uh, I was thinking more of like the, the long range game. Because they say that baseball, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? And so <laughs> sure. so a, a steady diet of biscuits uh, has all sorts of health risks. And so maybe the intimidating thing about Biscuit as a mascot is like heart disease. So I was thinking, I was maybe. Thinking, so so that's because that's pretty scary. Well, right? if you if you feed the opposing team a bunch of biscuits, that's maybe before the game, right? They might be a little sluggish. Yeah, not right? be rounding the bases as quickly. See, um, yeah. that's a possibility. I mean, I want to take a nap just sitting here looking at these right now, and I haven't <laughs> even had any yet. So. Right. I do love the idea of a food item as a mascot. Yeah. I mean, that probably doesn't surprise anyone. <laughs> I like to talk about and think about food pretty much all day long. Right. And so I, I love the fact that this team decided to choose the biscuit as their mascot when that idea was submitted. There's, there's been a thing in minor league baseball where a lot of, the, a lot of teams have alternate brands. Uh, based on local delicacies, oh. um, but they're alternate brands, so there are very few that have their full primary brand as a food item. Mm-hmm. And so the Montgomery Biscuits were the were, were were I think the first to do that. I don't know. I'd have to research that to be sure. A lot of alternate brands out there. The Fresno Tacos were the first. The Lehigh Valley Cheesesteaks are one. The Buffalo Wings. The Delmarva Shorebirds play as the Scrapple sometimes. And so, <laughs> so many, many minor league teams have these alternate brands. Uh, one in Canada, the Nanaimo Bars. Have you oh. heard of a Nanaimo Bar? I have heard of them. I have never made them. I've never been quite certain how to pronounce it or exactly what it is, but I think I would like it. Yeah, it looks... I mean, I'm looking around your kitchen here, and I'm seeing there's a lot of stuff that kind of looks like the Nanaimo bar. So maybe I'm coming back. Maybe we'll do another episode on the Nanaimo bars in the West Coast League. Well, it would give me an opportunity to try those out. So of the things that you cook here... Yes. Of the things that you bake here, I should say. Mm-hmm. What are... The, the items that you think would make like a really good minor league baseball mascot? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Yeah. 
That's tough. I mean, we're talking about these these tarts that resemble a pop tart, but I feel like you would just get into lots of trouble. Naming the team the tarts? <laughs> yeah, for just a lot of reasons. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair. So they're, they're one of our most popular pastries, but I'm not sure we should translate that into a, yeah. a sports team name or mascot. How about you used to make one, uh, do you make it anymore, the one that was looked like bees? Oh, yeah, the honeycomb tarts. Yeah. I think the honeycomb tarts is a great name for a minor league baseball team. Sure, yeah. yeah. Now your your namesake your 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 kitchen's namesake the eclair. Right. What do you think? Any possibilities there? The uh, they're they're large. They're imposing. They're stuffed with cream. They are. Um, everybody loves them. Everybody loves so them. So can't go wrong with that. Um, they're they're somewhat complex. Okay. A little intimidating to make. So maybe okay. intimidating as a team to face. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know about the cream puffs, though. That might... The cream puffs, no, no. They're the Washington Generals of minor league baseball. <laughs> so we've been talking here now for, you know, a little bit over 10 minutes. And these biscuits have just been sitting here. And they're not getting any less delicious as we've been sitting here. <laughs> so before I let you go, I, like I said, I'm not going to eat one of these on mic. But let's let's bust one open and let's let's see what you think here. This is a new recipe for you. Sure. So we're going we're gonna to break one open. And... Yeah, I mean, it's looking pretty good. They're, I could definitely tell when, as soon as I put them into the oven, they started rising. All the little pockets of butter were starting to melt, and the steam in the butter was making the dough expand, which is what you want to see. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, pretty good. I think this is this might be a keeper recipe. You know, I'm still willing to try others that are out there. You know, if somebody twists my arm and forces me to to uh, make and consume more biscuits, I suppose I will. Do you know they launch these out of like a like a, like a biscuit launcher that at the games? That is exciting. I know. Has anyone been hurt? You know, <laughs> I think I actually, I asked Mike Murphy that question. I don't know that anyone's actually been injured going for a biscuit or, 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 you know, getting hit in the head by one accidentally. Because it's, you know, there's a little bit of a crust on the outside, right? right. Like it's not exactly. Maybe they use shortening so they stay soft. I don't know. <laughs> That's the secret. Right? That's the secret, too. Well, this is a good pro tip right here. If you're going to be launching biscuits into a crowd at a minor league baseball game, maybe use a little shortening. Otherwise, yeah. you know, just stick with the butter. I, yeah, that sounds like good advice. How can people find out more about I Declare Pastry? And do you ship outside of Fort Collins? Like, can people order from you? <laughs> you know, um, we haven't really been doing that, mostly because our items are made fresh and meant to be enjoyed within a couple of days. We don't use any preservatives or stabilizers or anything artificial in them. And so if you happen to be in Fort Collins, you just... Give Paul a call and he'll hook you up. Yeah, we. I should. I should tell this story. Actually, I guess that you came to a cookout at my house, and I'm a firm believer of, in in not asking people to do for free what they do professionally. And so when you asked what you could bring, I said anything but dessert. And then everyone at the cookout was super mad at me for not asking you to bring dessert. <laughs> and you showed up with at least part. You showed up with a bunch of fruit. And, and a bowl of the custard that you use in your, in your eclairs. And that ended up being a huge hit anyway. So, but but I, won't, I won't make that mistake again. When we have you over, the Super Bowl's coming up. You know, when we have you over for the Super Bowl, yeah. it's okay if you bring dessert. I'm definitely bringing dessert. Um, I get a little sad when people don't ask me to bring dessert. <laughs> so 
I do love what I do, and I don't mind doing it for free for friends. Oh, my gosh. So, so we'll see you at the Super Bowl party. And in the meantime, can people find I Declare Pastry online or on social media? They can find us online at IDeclarePastry.com. Without the apostrophe. True, yes. I-D-E-C-L-A-I-R pastry.com. We do also, technically speaking, have Facebook and Instagram, but I am terrible at social media, so (laughs) you can go there, but... (laughs) Awesome. Elizabeth Myers, thank you so much for coming and talking about biscuits and the Montgomery Biscuits. What's your favorite baseball team, by the way? Oh, boy. I mean, they're all... I I grew up watching the Minnesota Twins, I have to say. So they have a special place in my heart. I don't know if I have a favorite minor league team. That's okay. They would be my, you know, just because growing up as a kid watching the Twins, going to Twins games. Yeah, it was a great time. Okay. Elizabeth, thank you for, for talking to me about biscuits. You are welcome. Thanks for coming. This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, this is Kelly Robinson, the Minor League Nerd. My YouTube channel explores the history of minor league baseball teams. More than just stats, we delve into team lineage, sharing stories from current franchises to obscure one-year wonders. This is Patrick and Corey of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball, so get on the site and find a team near you today. Hey everyone, it's Eric from the great state of Kansas. This is Johnny from the New Orleans Baby Cakes Memorial Museum. And we are the Earn Fun Average Podcast. Where we talk to a variety of guests about their love of baseball and have fun doing it. America, lower your standards. Average is what we do best. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna Tomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series, and in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. Learn more about Curve Brand Media at curvebrandmedia.com.